Y'all, there's just, this message has rewritten itself so many times. And I'm looking at all the different recovery meetings and places and, and how they do stuff. And, and tonight we're talking about denial. And if I could title this, it's Do Not Swim in the River of Denial. Because every time I bring up that we're going to do the lesson of denial, someone always says, you mean like the river in Egypt? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I just roll with it. I just roll with it. But if you've, if you've been in recovery for a hot minute and you've come to many Celebrate Recoveries, most of them try to follow from January to December with the first lesson following through, which means the first meeting of every year, a Celebrate Recovery is gonna be doing a denial lesson. So, if you've been in recovery long enough, then you've also witnessed the patterns of denial in people around us. And talking to someone about denial is the hardest thing to do. Now, another thing that comes to mind, usually when you hear those first couple of lessons, you're like, got it, I've done it, I'm past that point, I'm just gonna sit back, I'm gonna take it easy, contribute a little bit in small group, maybe collect a stamp, call it done. Uh, but let me warn you, Anytime you find yourself in a meeting and you think, I've heard that message, I got it, it's done, you're stepping into denial. Let me tell you why. I pray that you don't check out because in every message you're going to find a nugget. You're going to find a nugget of gold. And that nugget is some kind of confirmation. It may be something you've been praying about. <clears throat> it may be words that you're going to use in the future when you cross paths with someone else that is struggling. They may even be drowning in the river of denial, refusing to see their failures of their negative decisions and actions. And you're going to remember a nugget from one of those meetings. It's going to be the exact words that they need to hear. Recovery is intense. It is a deep self-reflecting time that requires us to be completely vulnerable, transparent with our past decisions, and our actions so we can take responsibility, recognize our triggers, change old habits, stop creating negative consequences in our lives. So let's break down exactly what denial is. Denial is choosing to not participate in reality as the rest of the world sees it. You know, maybe there's a part of your reality that, that you really don't want to deal with. I've got plenty of them. Call the CPA, he'll tell you, I don't like end of the year, and I don't want to deal with it. If I want the paycheck, i got to deal with end of the year. So many times what we end up doing is we end up sweeping it under a rug. Don't want to deal with it, just, just cover it up, just whatever. We'll get to it later. Later turns into never. That area of denial becomes the enemy's playground. It's a part of our lives that, that we never want to reveal we don't want to unravel it because if we do, there's always somebody in our life that's going to throw hellfire and brimstone at us. You know, the, you know the people I'm talking about, those people that live in glass houses, the ones that like to throw hellfire and brimstone, the ones that do nothing wrong, the ones that don't want to unravel their mess, the ones that don't want to acknowledge their denial, but I'm not talking about that kind of stuff, right? 
We're just talking about us because we're the ones that's got it right. We're the ones that's, we're good. More specifically, let's look at the word denial. Denial can be something that is negative or positive. Denial can be negative when we refuse to see the reality and we focus on our flesh thorn. When we focus on satisfying our own desires, because sin's fun for a day, there's consequences. Biblically, a negative form of denial is found when Peter denies Jesus in Matthew 26. Starting in verse 31, it says, Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will scatter. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, even if all fall away, I never will. How many times have we said, I will never do this, I will never say that, I will never, never, never. Truly I tell you, Jesus said, this very night before the rooster crows three times, you will deny me. But Peter declared, even if, if I have to die with you, I will never. Looking back over our lives, We've had to make amends in areas where we've said, I would never. I wasn't raised like that. You know me better. I would. The flesh thorn makes us do crazy things. So let's remember one thing. There's always a positive to denial. There's always a negative and a positive to everything. So looking back, Sometimes you may have had a time when you felt like your feet was held to the fire and it was easier just to kind of go with the flow, to keep down the ruckus, because it's a whole lot easier to go with the crowd than it is to stand up on our own. But if we're going to look at a positive denial, positive action that is, Scripture says we are to deny ourselves or set our desires aside, as it is written in Matthew 16. So starting in verse 24, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. If we're going to actually see how our actions impact others. We've got to stop focusing on ourselves. We've got to step out of denial, the negative denial. We've got to take ownership of our actions and pick up our crosses. You see, to pick up your cross is to acknowledge the areas that you struggle. It's simply sometimes just saying, I ain't got it. Let me step out of this. I can't carry this. I can't do this. I can't make a decision just now. Being in recovery doesn't mean that we don't struggle, but it is a constant keeping watch of the wolf that's at our door. There's always a wolf there. And it's waiting for you to just open the door a little bit so it can come right on into your house. That's what addiction is. And I'm not just talking about drugs or alcohol, I'm talking about gambling, overspending. Anything you do in excess is an addiction. 
But just as we had a conversation earlier, you know, the wolf doesn't always come directly for us. Sometimes the wolf comes for those that we love. Because sometimes we stand strong, but the wolf knows that those that we love, that's our vulnerability. That's where the wolf attacks. Because it knows that it can cripple us. Principle one says, realize I'm not God. I admit that I'm powerless to control my tendency to do the wrong thing and that my life is unmanageable. Step one is we admit that we're powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors, that our lives have become unmanageable. You see, when we think we've got it, when we're in denial, we're still managing things, or so we think. We're still sitting there with all these plates up in the air juggling, like those that the people that spin plates on those tall little spike things. We're spinning so many plates, we're having to borrow hands to keep them going. Because see, as long as they're in the air, we're good. We got this. There's nothing wrong. I got it. It's covered. I'm not hurting nobody. When we admit that our flesh desire took us to places that we never thought we would go, when we admit that our flesh has made us do things we never thought we would do, looking back, how many areas of our life can we say, I would have never done that, I would have never said that, I would have never went there, I would have never associated with, and we still feel shame, we still feel guilt. That shame is because we know we've impacted others. I have to tell you, if you're sitting there, you're thinking, I hadn't done that. I haven't experienced that. I haven't thrown hellfire and brimstone. I hadn't done this. I hadn't done that. I haven't, haven't done anything I regret. I don't have shame. <coughs> Blue chip. It's coming up shortly. Because we all fall short. Everybody falls short. I had to apologize to my son recently for something that was bothering me. He didn't even remember because he was little. I mean, I've let it be known that if it wasn't for, for my family, my son and I would have been in a shelter many times. Because no matter how many jobs I worked, there were more bills. And when I called him, and I'm crying, and I'm telling him this because it's just eating me up. He goes, Mom, we're good. You know what I remember? You taught me we can survive. I'm like, Lord Jesus, thank you for covering me on that one because I didn't feel like I survived anything. We don't know how we impact others. We don't know what they see. In reality, if we don't keep denial in check by keeping it in a positive atmosphere, we do end up drowning, or it feels like we're drowning in the river of denial. This is a river of no return. I'm sure we can all sit here tonight and think of at least one person that's not gonna return that the river consumed. And that's a hard reality, but it's reality. And if we don't keep that in check and keep that in the back of our thought, denial will creep into our lives. No one's perfect. Christ went to the cross to pay for our debts that our sin was, it racked up a bill that was way too high that any of us could, could pay. But this is the good thing. A recovery program is a noun. Recovery is not a noun. Recovery program is a noun. 
Recovery is a verb. It's a lifestyle. And if you take and multiply 60 seconds times 60 minutes times 24 hours times seven days a week times 52 weeks in the year, you will get 31,449,600 opportunities to give in to denial or keep it in check. Denial is not a tiny thing. That's how many times we in a year can make choices. 31,449,600. So you can either look in that number and think of how many times the river is trying to consume us, or you can look at that number and realize that you're keeping your denial in check. The river can't consume you anymore. And when it doesn't consume you, you become a lifeguard. You become the one that tells the others where the rip, cur the rip currents are at and how fast it can sweep them away. You see, recovery is a gift. It allows us to recognize others who are hurting, who are wounded, who are filled with negatives in this battle. Recovery is like an armor we wear. It's an armor of victory because we've been redeemed into a sober life where we can recognize when the enemy is coming and when he's getting close enough to strike. You see, sober thinking helps us see the triggers and the potholes along life's highway, but it also helps us to point them out to others. There's a visual I used in 12 step right before we took the break. It's like if you're running a road and, and the race goes down this dirt road, when the road's dry, you see the potholes. But when it rains, potholes fill up and it looks like a solid road. If you know the potholes are there, are you gonna let somebody run straight to them or are you gonna tell them where they're at? In our sober living, our hearts become filled with gratitude that makes us want to help others because someone helped us instead of throwing us away. So as we close this message, this is the altar call, and it's going to be a little bit different. The altars are open, and you're invited to come give thanks for everything God has done in your past year, in your 2020. You're invited to give thanks for how the programs worked for you, not just CR, but AANAHA. They all turn out positive, healthy results because it works if you work it. But you're also invited to come and, and pray for those that have yet to come in 2021. Pray for those that have yet to make that decision of, I'm ready for a change. Most importantly, you are invited to come and pray for those that reached out a hand to you, that didn't give up on you, that didn't throw you away. And they're still on the front line of this addiction battle trying to reach one more person that is slowly slipping off the cliff. Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the lifeguards that you've sent into the river of denial that helped each of us escape. We thank you for never giving up on us and never throwing us away. We thank you for your son who paid the ultimate price so that we could be free of our debt from our sins. 
We thank you for the opportunity and the blessings that you still have in store for us. We ask you to continue giving us clarity and discernment as we walk through this landfill of denial. Give us guidance so we can navigate the landmines and the traps that the enemy has laid for us and waiting to just blow us off our course. Most importantly, Lord, we just ask you to use us to speak your truth into someone else's life that's crying out to you, but they just can't hear you yet. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your Son. Amen. The altar's